Hello and welcome to Lock Your Doors, a Halloween podcast. My name is Josh Needle and I'm joined by my co-host once again, Travis Troller. Travis, how you doing? How are you? Have you seen, it's like seven plus years old. There's a video of like a guy and he used to like redo famous theme songs and put lyrics to them. I know what you're talking about. You know who I'm talking about? I know it. I think because he did one for Star Wars. He, he did one for Star Wars. He did one for Halloween. He did one for Jaws. But I remember the Halloween one mostly because he's like, yeah. Halloween night, 1963. Like he just yeah, I, I remember this. Yeah, I remember the Jaws one too. Yeah, I remember, I remember these. Human, no fish. Well, I, I, I thought of him recently and then uh, oh. I, I looked him up. And surprisingly, the Halloween one, you'd think it'd be in the millions because it goes down in history as just one of those videos. But no, there's like a, just like a, a good like hundred thousand or something. Anyway, this is the show for all things in the world of most iconic horror franchise of all time, Halloween. We cover everything from movie news and reviews to in-depth discussions regarding every aspect of everyone's favorite mass murderer, Michael Myers. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Next stop, Haddonfield. So what other uh, songs did that guy do? Just curious. Did you did you that you saw? The only ones I saw uh, were were the ones I said, which is like he did like Batman's theme song. Anything that's like famously orchestral from movies, gotcha. like he, he gotcha. did those. So he like did Tim Burton's like whole Batman thing. He did Jaws. He did Halloween. I think there was one other one, but I honestly can't remember. But he, I thought his whole channel was dedicated to that stuff. But like apparently he only did a few of those. Oh, and okay. The rest of it he just went off and it was like it was just doing a bunch of random stuff. And last time I checked, he has like he still has a page up. Forget his name. So I, I mean, it'd take a second to find. But he's like had like a, a a short little like web series that he made that was like a comedic take on like the zombie apocalypse and or or whatever and that was like re- like the trailer for it's on his page as the header and it was like released like last year but like nothing's out for it so i'm like is this guy like doing this or i don't know oh, interesting that's different all right uh, uh travis how you doing buddy how you been, what's been up to in these few weeks since we've uh, last done an episode. We have done so much. We have actually done so much. I am currently getting through a boring week of work, but besides that, we all have really pitched in, and we've made it through another weekend of 72 Film Fest once again. The boys were back in town. It was exhausting. I can tell probably around the midpoint, people really didn't feel like doing stuff, but we did it. And we got it. Yeah, we did. I think there's a good chance we'll win an award for it. We'll we'll see. I hope. And we're going to put it in festivals. I don't give a shit about their protocols. They don't own our stuff. <laughs> Fuck you. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, we did a '72 Film Fest. It was fun. For those that don't, I think I don't know if we mentioned it on this on this show or if it was on Lasting Insight. I don't remember. Um. No, it was on Lusting Insight. But anyway, for those who don't know, 72 Film Fest, you make a movie in 72 hours, you have a group together, it's really stressful, it's really fun, and by the end of it, you all want to kill each other and go to sleep. Uh, but you make a movie that is between like five and six minutes, 
or whatever the I don't know what the time restraints are for each group, but um, you make a short film and then they screen it and then they give out awards and there's prizes and it's really fun. We've done it. This is our fifth time doing it. Um, and you can well, I'll, I'll mention the movie again at the end of the show, but you can uh, see the new trailer that just dropped today, or I guess by the time this airs, it'll be yesterday. Um, and uh, the movie will be out on youtube on october 16th and if you want to see it uh, a week before then you can go see it at the 72 fest at the weinberg center in frederick maryland um where hopefully it will be there on october 8th and 9th and not just october 8th so we will see how that goes um all right so let's just dive into all the the fun stuff that we have going on there's actually a good amount of interesting news before we t- dive into the uh the topic slash movie that we're going to be talking about but uh getting to the news the first thing i guess i'll we'll get into is uh what i actually sent you to listen to like an hour ago uh there's a, a new track that came out from john carpenter's score it's called michael legend what did you think uh it's 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 definitely in credit music see i i heard that and i think that's a flashback no it's in credit music you think so I know they're I know the rhythm they're gonna after everything's said and done and everything it's gonna end on a high note and then it's gonna cut to black and it's gonna be Halloween and then those credits are gonna slowly start to roll as like the story's like nearing a conclusion well, or whatever and then it's just like because I've heard there's flashbacks in this movie and I it just I hear that and I'm like this is gonna be like some sort of like not like a backstory but like there'll be more like more of the 1978 stuff and I, I hear that music and it makes me think oh this is going to be some sort of ba- like flashback scene i don't know i mean it could be i mean i'm not too sure but the thing is how how long can you really invest in a film to do in some flashback stuff i mean they might sprinkle it in there but the hands down they made this solely for it to be end credit stuff like i i guarantee i guarantee that this is I mean, it's only with some slow rolling credits. it's only like it's like two and a half minutes long it's like a it, that can be a small scene sure i guess but still <clears throat> i think they deliberately made it because they have the idea of it being something to go out on because that's yeah. really good that's like something that has a little bit of the theme in there but it's nice and gentle and it gets you to sit there and think in your silence you're like oh, wow, Fair enough. Watch. Fair enough. um either way i thought it was cool it's a nice slower track compared to the other one which is when we think michael's gonna be killing those uh firefighters at the beginning so do you think john uh, carpenter like gets upset at the fact that like he really tries to like make music but it's just like everybody always just wants him in some way shape or form to have the the halloween theme in there some way like even if he doesn't have it in there his style sticks towards synthy and that's just enough that people listen to it. he's like oh you're making some halloween music huh? he's like no trying to do something else that, that's what people like me are for the people that listen to all his other stuff that isn't halloween i i give him i give him the cheers that he needs for for that but it's like 90 percent of the world i feel they're just like oh my god this is so great it sounds like something that would be in halloween you killed it he's like i'm just trying to make other music well it's like well then go a different route stop <laughs> using synth because that's that's like, his thing Go pop punk or something. No one will ever guess that this is something you put in Halloween. Imagine if we had a Halloween what, what, movie and it was all pop punk music. That would be actually, like, like, like they kill they kill I mean, they kill Michael, and all of a sudden you see that transition where like he finally like his evil embodiment like spiritually finally goes to hell, but he like grabs like he does some like weird like ghost shit to Jamie Lee Curtis where he like grabs her and pulls her soul out with her, and then they just like start going down a, a flaming red tunnel to 
to hell and you just hear i got your picture i'm coming with you this sounds um, like what this sounds like what rob zombies halloween 3 would be but instead of that it's like some no, sort rob of zombie death some sort of death some sort of death metal band instead. Rob, rob zombie would have done something just extremely screaming just like yeah. what like he would have put his own music in there like his yeah, music probably that's the type probably of right um moving on from the song there's another something else came out that i don't think either of us watched but i just wanted to bring it up in case you watch it so the final trailer for halloween kills came out uh about a week or two ago i don't remember how long it was um i don't think you watched it correct i can't tell i'm pretty sure i did because it's also being everything's being advertised so when yeah. they pop up, i do watch them but the thing is i can't tell if it's a new trailer or not because like it's still showing all like the same stuff i know they didn't okay. anything away but it's like they're too they're too fucking similar yeah i didn't watch it because i don't want that i don't want to see any more stuff so i avoided it oh you um, won't they just uh, literally do i felt like i watched the same trailer the only thing is it just didn't start with him coming out of a flaming house or whatever. okay like it started with a picture of his mask on the floor and then it was just kind of like a different organization of the shots we've seen already and slightly yeah. different music i'm like okay yeah um i don't know i just i feel like i i've seen enough i don't want to see anymore so if that shows any more then i don't want to see but if it doesn't show any more mail maybe, maybe i'll check it out um at some point after we do this but uh yeah i guess if you saw it you said it didn't really it's not really anything different than what we've already seen yeah i mean it's still good because it's i mean the trailers once they started coming out like it gets you hyped for the film but like again like it's not gonna it's not showing much of anything it's just like i don't know when it comes to this, this sort of stuff like michael and halloween and everything there's only so much you can show in the film because like horror movies are pretty straightforward especially with this one you know what they want to do so if they're trying to do anything special or twisty or whatever they can't put it into the trailer so you're just getting the same basic stuff of people reacting to something really quick that we've already seen and then him like standing in a court like the only cool thing i've seen out of the new trailer was like there's this like old couple or something and like the the wife's standing behind the husband and the husband's like looking in like the bathroom with the light and the lights off because they think somebody's in there and then all of a sudden he goes and he flips on the, the switch and the second he does it's like an over shoulder shot of the old man and literally it's looking in there and they they, they really playing off reflections in this film because you remember how in in the in the last film, Jamie Lee Curtis sees him in the house and shoots at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. First off, I don't know how the fuck she couldn't tell that was a mirror. Like I clearly could tell that that she was looking at a mirror. So I'm like, all right, eyes are horrible. Shouldn't be shooting a gun, especially out in public. But he's like, he turns on the light, and then Michael's like, literally like popped up like in, in the mirror, and like, and he's like, ah, jump, and then and then like Michael just instinctually just like swings his hand up and breaks the bulb above the mirror, causing it to go black again. I'm like, gotcha. I'm glad, like, cool, they did the mirror thing again, but this time it was actually cool. It wasn't like somebody yeah. being like, oh, he's right in front of me. It's like that. It just showed that he was in the room, and he's just like darkness. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. Um. Nice. All right. Maybe I'll maybe I'll check it out. I don't know. Um, but moving on from the trailer, uh, before we get to the movie that we're going to talk about, uh, Halloween Kills, more Halloween Kills news. All Halloween Kills news today is, uh, so I don't even know if you knew this or not. Um, I've, I've told uh, you and everyone else the this when it dropped, but uh, so they announced that the movie is going to be coming out day and date in theaters and on streaming on the same day. Um, it's going to be coming out on Peacock, which maybe five people on the planet have um Peacock. yeah that's the it's the universal's uh streaming service um it's just like i don't know like yeah everybody's I, trying to make a streaming service and there's like literally like people that <clears throat> like like this example like universal like we'll get our own i'm like you're you're too minute by yourself yeah it's 
Um, I think they used to be something called something else, but I could be wrong. Um, but either way, um, uh, does this, uh, are you going to see, well, I mean, obviously you're going to see the movie, but are you going to go, are you going to watch this on streaming or are you going to watch it in theaters? Well, I don't think I'll have a means to see it on streaming. And also I, oh. I'm probably going to see it in, well, I know I'm going to see it in theaters because my sister is a very big Halloween fan and she's already asked me like ahead of time. She's like, we have to go see this. You're going yeah. to see this film with me. So I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to, I'm probably, I'm going to stream it because I don't really feel like going to the theater. Maybe I'll see it in the theater. Like I'm willing to go to the theater because I'm, I'm finding out now that theaters are opening back up and especially the one that I'm going to, it's like a little bit more luxurious than what, you know, previous theaters. Yeah. yeah the, the warehouse nearby, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. and I'm, I'm starting to realize that like, even though like I wouldn't do it all the time, but I can, I still think theaters aren't going to go away because there's people like no, they're not going anyway. every, every once in a while yeah i want to go do it because it's a nice uh, it feels like an event like i get out of the house even though i'm watching a film i get out of the house i go there and plus the place i go uh, this warehouse place you can like get an okay meal if you want but you can also affordably get like you know beer so you can yes they got like a beer like 60 beers on tap there yeah and they have a wide selection so you can try out new shit bullshit with friends go in there and watch a fucking movie yeah. Plus, I went there a few weeks ago. I went to go see Free Guy, not thinking much of it. And the feeling that I got walking out of there, like literally talking with my friends as we're walking out the door of like all the funny stuff. And I was just like, I'm feeling good. I'm like, I miss this. I miss the whole watching a film and then le- like enjoying the experience, then leaving and just talking about it in the car ride. I think what I'll probably do. I mean, I don't I don't know what COVID will be like, but I don't, it's besides that. I just I think what I'll do is uh, I'll get I'll get, get this because yourself. No, I'm gonna watch it on Peacock so I can watch it the way I like in peace, quiet. You know, no one bothering me. Um, because I have a nice TV, I have a nice sound, and then I'll just watch it because it's I can pay for what ten dollars for the month and then just get rid of it the next month. That's nothing. You're very so adamant about not going to theaters, but yeah, I mean, I I just yeah, but yeah. then what I'll, what I'll, if I I mean, assuming I like the movie, which I, I I'm pretty sure I'm gonna like the movie if not love the movie, but assuming I like the movie, I'm like okay, maybe on Halloween I can go see it you know, in theaters so I can see it twice. Um, and that, and without, you know, the stress of like, Oh, someone's going to ruin this for me. I'm just like, Oh, I'm just going to have a good time instead of have trying to laser focus on a movie. movie by yourself. Yes. I've seen tons of movies by myself. I was see, by I, myself when I saw never, that movie it, with you. It's not a competition. It's not a competition. I'm just, I was just always curious because I've never gone to the movies by myself. It's just because oh, really? I've, never thought, I've never thought of going to the movies unless it's like, I'm hanging out with friends and we're trying to think of something to do or we made plans to go do it. I have like, actually, no, I have, I have once when I was, when I was going to Towson, I literally had a free day and I was just sitting in the apartment and uh, black Panther of all movies uh, was out. And I was like, and I, I was, this is during the time I was thinking to myself, you know, I've never just gone to the theater by myself. And it's like, I, I really wanted to, because I, I knew it wasn't going to really, it's like, I never had that experience. I know it's not going to change anything, but it's like, I've never gone to the movies by myself. Why is that? So I, I did that. And I mean, I don't mind it, but it's just like, yeah, theater experience never kind of pops up unless it's a group activity. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd be going to the theaters by myself, not every time, but honestly, most of the time for the last like almost 10 years now, just because because I go to like because I want to see as many movies as well. I used to go wanting to see as many movies as possible. So I just go like once, sometimes twice a week, go seeing, you know, the latest new movie, go seeing whatever, whether it's like a small indie or like a superhero movie or whatever. But I, mean, I do it like every week by myself. I mean, I'm starting to find out, though, that without even like trying almost every film that like comes at least big like theater release films, like most of the time 
if they come out like in the theaters they somehow also surprisingly pop up on like streaming apps i already have so it's just like i'll, I'll just well, like, yeah because i don't have plans for it i'll watch it here but like that's, I mean, if i'm invited i will definitely go to the theater. yeah and because in the last like with the, all the covid stuff you know they, hbo max did their thing they're going to release everything at the same date you know a bunch of other movies are doing the same thing so i mean they had know. the same thing with the the fucking the the hugh jackman movie they came yeah, out the the, the what, whatever it's called yeah that one that, that that's on hbo max and i just yeah. went on there like last week just looking around the second i turned it on it was like the top thing it was like you want to watch this i was like Fuck, i didn't even know this was on here okay yeah that's what i'm saying so um that's probably not that's not going to continue much longer probably but you know i i like that option um and i like that they're doing it with halloween kills so i can watch it the way that i want to um whether that's at home or going out somewhere or both um so i'm i'm excited about that um so yeah i think it's really cool and uh i'm looking forward to seeing it potentially in both formats but i'm looking forward to seeing it at home so uh now that all the news is out of the way let's get to the main topic of discussion for the evening which is a movie that i asked you to watch before we did this i'm going to assume you didn't just because i know you but maybe i'll surprise you halloween halloween 2018 Everyone in my family, like, turns into a nutcase this time of year. Yeah, I mean, your grandmother is Lori Strode. She was almost murdered. Wasn't it her brother who murdered all those babysitters? No, it was not her brother. That's something that people made up. Do you know that I pray every night that he would escape? Who the hell did you do that for? So I can kill him. bus crashed. Mom, what bus crashed? Michael escaped. Excuse me, somebody's in here. Hello? for this night. He's waited for me. I've waited for him. Get out! Go home! Get inside! You don't believe in the boogeyman. He's here! Michael! You should. Can you close the closet door? So I'm just gonna dive right into this. Um, actually, I guess before I dive into this, uh, I don't, I didn't, I think we did this for the last one. Uh, just first, you know, general thoughts. Um, what were your thoughts coming out of the movie when you saw it three years ago? What are your thoughts now, Halloween 2018? Uh, I thought it was pretty good for a, a Halloween film. It wasn't really, uh, I didn't really have any standards for it. I was just going in excited to see what wasn't gonna be at least a completely shitty Halloween, given that I knew that they were going off of like, the original like film where I thought that's where the storyline was still good. I, you know, I, I didn't want another anything past Halloween two situation. So that was, that was already fine. And honestly, I never really had 
a, a kind of i never had an experience with halloween where like you watch it and you actually get scared and like jump it's just kind of like fun to watch to see how he creatively kills people honestly like i'm always yeah. rooting for michael so th- that's uh <laughs> that's kind of what it was the whole time going in i i wish that there was a l- a little more like creative situations built up where it could have been like a lot more eerie and a little bit more suspense like i feel like it didn't if some some moments didn't hit as hard for me with how they wanted to like have him like kind of disappear and then like reappear for like a surprise or whatever you know i just i felt like i i felt like uh i don't know i mean the originals like the originals really kind of like got you know they they really took it to the next level with like some like creativity with like what what he decided to do with like killing people and everything and showing them off and it's like i guess i was somewhat expecting that and i I didn't get it, but like it didn't deter me from like enjoying the in the the film. So like I mean I was I was happy at the end of the day. The whole fucking therapist wanting to be him or understand him, I thought that was utter bullshit. And that that completely took me out of the film. I was like I looked around like what the fuck is going on right now. But besides that, I thought it was a decent film. Yeah, um, I yeah I remember being super super excited for it because that was the first Halloween movie we got in. I want to say like 10 years um, when it came out because the Rob Zombie 2 came out in 2009. That was a, yeah, so it was about, it was like nine years uh, between that and the movie before it. So it had been a long time since we got a movie. Um, it was my first Halloween movie I was ever going to go see in theaters. Um, and yeah, it was just, it looked, it was, you know, back to basics. It was the uh, the first, it was following the first one, erasing all the other sequels. Jamie Lee Curtis is back. They got, you know, a director and David Gordon Green, who I like. They got, uh, Danny McBride of all people as a writer who I think is hilarious and actually does a good job with the the script in this movie I think so um yeah and it just we you got back to basics you know it's you know more uh simplistic like the original was it's you know and uh, I I really like it I think it's a really good movie I, I remember kind of being not underwhelmed the first time I saw it but I was like that wasn't it didn't quite hit me as hard as I wanted it to but I, I've seen it like three or four times since and it's it gets better and better every time I watch it um i think it's really effective i think this the kills are solid i think the kills are really really good i think it's really suspenseful um i got some issues with it that we'll talk about but i think it's easily one of the best movies to come out after the original if not like this the best sense um i think it's definitely like top three top five um but without further ado let us just dive right into the plot of halloween 2018 which i'll start off by saying i hate the title because it's just halloween and they could have called it anything else and they just called it halloween again that is one of my biggest problems with the movie um but beyond that we are going to be introduced to two journalists aaron and dana 40 years after the haddonfield murders in 1978 uh, aka halloween 1978 um they have made their way to smith's grove sanitarium to interview michael myers who we find out was just found captured and imprisoned shortly after the events of the first movie which I think is kind of lame, uh, and I wish they'd found a way to not do that, but whatever. So we meet uh, Dr. Sartain, who we'll talk about more, uh, Michael's new psychiatrist after, uh, obviously, Dr. Loomis died because um, uh, Donald Pleasance obviously is no longer around, so they just killed him off screen. Uh, he tells them that Michael is able to speak, but he chooses not to. This prompts Aaron uh, to approach Michael and attempt to get him to speak. He fails. He takes out the mask that Michael Moore, Michael wore in the original film, trying to get a response response from him, screaming, "Say something!" Before we cut to the opening credits, in which we see a jack o' lantern uh, from the original film. It's rotten, but slowly coming back to life using some really, really weird-looking CGI. 
Uh, they just they just time lapsed it and reversed it. I'm pretty sure it's CGI. I'd have to watch it again. I'm pretty sure it, it looks it looks weird. It's, uh, I still it's because looks weird. it's a decaying thing going doing something unnatural going back. I'm, I I don't know if they like cut in and got weird like different like insert shots that they probably like use CGI for. But if it was just the pumpkin, that was. I don't. I don't think that was. Uh, I maybe think that I don't was, know. Oh, it just, maybe I don't know. Who has the patience to run a camera while it rots? You're right. I have no. Yeah, it looks digital to me. So that's. What, I don't know. Um, but anyway, uh, after we get past the the opening credits, uh, we go back to Aaron Dana. They're making their way to visit the legendary Laurie Strode, uh, who is at her home. She looks, and her home, by the way, looks like it belongs to a 62 year old Vietnam War vet with PTSD. There's guns everywhere. There are alarms everywhere. It is gated in. It is highly protected, um, and it tells you right off the bat that Laurie has seen some shit, and she is not having it anymore uh the uh two journalists aaron and dana they try to get an interview with her uh, which Lori reluctantly accepts Lori uh has spent the last 40 years dealing with um ptsd and preparing for michael's return which she has always said was inevitable uh her feelings have resulted in two failed marriages and losing the custody custody of her daughter karen at a young age which she reveals in the interview um, Aaron and Dana tell Laura that her that their interest in finding out why Michael committed the murders in 1978 and ask her to meet with him in a final attempt to get him to speak before he's transferred to maximum security prison. Lori kicks them out of her house, but not before taking the money that they offered. Uh, I think this is a really cool opening scene for Lori. I think this is a good way to introduce her back into the story. Um, it tells you pretty much everything you need to know about her. Um, and yeah, it's it's cool just to see Jamie Lee Curtis back in the role. Uh, I don't really like the two journalist characters. Thankfully, we don't have to deal with them for too much longer after this, but I don't like them. I think there was maybe a better way we could have gotten all this information and seen all this play out without using like podcasters. But uh, yeah, I think the scene itself is good. And, it, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis is great. I think her performance is, is really, really good. Um, and we see she plays the trauma aspect really really well i think she's a traumatized little little lady maybe she's just using her real life traumatization or just like i'm only remembered for this i've done so much christmas with the cranks does anybody remember <laughs> i don't remember that movie and i don't i think i saw that? it i was in that film with arnold schwarzenegger where he, i was like his wife and he was a spy Are you about true I lies mean, true lies I did like a dance in leather lingerie. Yeah. Does nobody remember? I remember. Oh, they remember. I remember, Jamie. Anyway, uh, as the transport is being prepared and the patients are loaded onto the bus, Dr. Sartain insists on accompanying Michael and the bus departs. Uh, in Haddonfield, Lori's granddaughter and Karen's daughter, Allison, is walking to school with two friends and tells them that the stress that her family endures due to her grandmother's past and debunks the town rumor that Michael is Lori's brother, uh, which I thought was a really fun way to acknowledge that and say, hey, the second movie didn't happen without just looking at the camera and saying the second movie didn't happen. Um, I thought that was a really clever little line. That was just a rumor people made up. Um, by the way, how, how do you feel about that, that they scrapped that whole thing? Mm. I'm a big fan of it because I never liked that they were siblings. I like that they were siblings. It gave it a fucking point. Like it gave oh. it like a, it gave like an objective. I I like that there's no I like that he's just this 
Well, you're fucking Same. stupid. I'm gonna, t- no. I'm gonna tell you right now. I know. Shut up. I'm gonna tell you. I, like there, it, there's a hundred percent a reason for there to be a point that they're related, and his whole reason why he can't die is because this evil force is forcing him to kill his bloodline before he can, like, so his work can be done. That's why, and that's why you. Can I hate. I hate that, and that's what I hate about it. I. That's what they did in the sequels that I got so tired of. It's just. I'm not talking about. Look, the sequels did it fucking wrong. Okay, I get you on that but, one, but I'm saying, but I'm saying that I think the idea of like just having the explanation of just like he's not going to stop until he kills his bloodline, just leave it at that, and then do all the cool shit of him trying to kill them. Fine. The the just because those those played off of that doesn't mean that that idea is stupid. It's the fact that they didn't fucking execute it appropriately. But I'm saying I don't. I don't even like that idea necessarily having Ow. him be a mysterious Ow. figure that just continues to kill and kill and kill and we don't understand why and we have to continue to try and figure out how to stop him but he is an unstoppable force we don't know why we don't know how but he just is that is so much more interesting and so much more scary to me than oh he has this goal and objective I'm like cool then we can just stop him doing this that that's boring end of movie done we just stopped this and the end okay like then, that's the worst part of Halloween too to me is that they're siblings. Then, then that's cool at first, but then when you start making multiple movies and he's just aimlessly doing it, now you're falling into territories like nothing ever gets explained, and every movie is just oh we're just making it and we're just showing him like killing people for no reason. It gets boring after a while. You need something incorporated in there. Hence why you establish oh there's a reason he's doing it. Let's figure out why. All right, we know what his reasoning is. Oh now because of his reasoning he has a goal. We can follow him. Is he going to achieve his goal? Is the opposing force going to stop him from achieving achieving his goal? And with that becomes like a character characters thinking and moving and realizing what chess pieces are on the board and then coming up with strategies and now it turns into a, like a war in a way and like a, a battle of the wits and i like that See, instead of I, just people going like there he is run how do we stop him i don't know he just does this yeah he does that is what he that's who the character is dude like he just kills it's like kind of not though it is yeah. that's like what he was established in the original that's what the okay. original creator has said he is that's I mean, you when you look at, I mean, even in the I trailer for here's the, the thing. Here's the thing. It was John. Wasn't it John Carpenter? Yeah, he and, he, he, and he he came up with that idea because, and he said this. There was an interview where he said this. He came up with the idea, the idea when he was drinking, and he hates it. He thinks it was the biggest mistake he ever made, and he hates that idea. Well, you know what? It doesn't matter what he thinks, okay? Because oh, now it, it doesn't it, matter. It now it doesn't matter. Now it doesn't matter. Okay. But uh, then, if you start making multiple movies, what's keeping it from ki- like staying boring? The characters, not him. The characters and what they're doing, the story that you're telling, not whatever mythology or whatever sibling, whatever you're saying, you're, bullshit you're, you're, you're introducing. You're saying other characters besides him. Yes. Would, would would get boring if the family thing was in there. I'm hey. saying giving him some ultimate purpose that we have to stop is boring because at that point, okay, we're gonna do it and then we're gonna stop and then the next movie we're gonna do something else and we're gonna stop. Like if he is continues to be this ultimate embodiment of it which is by the way this is a reason that you shouldn't have seven sequels to the same movie which is why you should you know tell your story make two or three sequels and then end it and then reboot like they are doing right now but what i and the thing is what i like about this and they've they kind of get into it in uh the trailer for halloween kills is they say the more he kills but like the more he loses his humanity the more he um, I don't know what the exact wording is. I, I, saw, I, saw, yeah, I yeah. saw that part, and it's like, yeah, like if he keeps killing, then he's that's the longer he's going to go for. Like that's and that's that's and a way that's a I way to agree. make it interesting to me. I really, I do like that. 
Yeah, I do and like that's, that. That's that's a middle ground to me. That's like okay, we're gonna do something interesting. We're gonna do something that kind of evolves why he's doing this, but without taking away any of the mystery, without you know connecting him to some other character, without giving him some backstory, without you know doing all this bullshit that I don't think is necessary. Um, but I like something like that. But something like the sibling thing, I don't hate it, but I just I would I don't need it. I don't like it, you know. And it just it it and also I think it handcuffs the series for me. How, uh, uh, I, I, like I just I, I I don't know how else to say how because like again like I think like I think you're looking at it because of the fact that what has actually happened in history where they kept running with it and yeah. I and I agree with you I can, I can only go off what I've seen shitty and I understand but I'm just saying based off of where like how the where these movies are coming off of and everything because it's just coming off the first one and the potential that the, the routes that they could go and everything it's just I think just sprinkling in the one time that like they are related and that's why he's doing it and then having and still having the whole we have to stop him because he's never going to stop until he gets us and we have to keep him from killing people or he dies like like that's just enough to keep it interesting but leave it at that it doesn't have to keep playing on like oh there's like he, he explaining why he's like cursed and shit and why the, the curse is on the family and why he's going to kill him and stuff like that yeah they fucked up they took it way too far i'm just saying to have that stated like in the movie like real quick it doesn't have to keep referring back to it just mm -hmm. having it stated so we know why he's doing it i'm like good now i, I kind of get why he's doing it and i'll say this in regards to halloween 2 i think halloween 2 is the one that did it best i think they utilized uh, that story the best i just I still would have rather it not been in there, but if you're going to do it, that's the best probably way you could have done it. I mean, but John I, Carpenter know. still did it right because he did that in the second one and then chose to fucking kill him. Like he didn't want to yeah. start. He never filmed the other ones after that. Cause he's like, yeah, I, know. Done. I know, I know, but that's, that's I'm what I'm like, saying is like, you're going to, if you're going to keep doing these, then that's not the way I would go. And it's like, no, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like they're going to go be, they're going to do this one. And then they're going to do one after that. And then they're in five years, they're going to do another one. That's a completely new story, but they have to, it's just, I need something in there. So that way there's like an arc. And I guess if I'm thinking about it in hindsight, I think they're just looking at blatantly from the fact that it's not about Michael necessarily. It's about, it's about Lori, Lori and her family. So it's about her overcoming this obstacle. So I'm like, cool. Yeah. So and which, I mean, and to me, and to me, that's what, that keeps it interesting to me. That's the, and that's the family, her family. Sure. There Boom. You go. So you like family now. Got it. I won. Whatever, whatever makes you happy, bud. I just anyway. got completely fucking sideswiped because I'm like, I just didn't understand how, how I just couldn't like understand how it was like, that was such a piss poor idea to you. Yeah, I'm not the only one that feels that way. Probably not. But I mean, we have stupid people in the world. It's fine. You're just our whatever. Anyway, um, where was I? Um, Right. They, uh, Allison is walking down the street with her friends. She uh, tells her friends that, that the whole brother thing is bullshit. That was just a rumor someone made up, um, which, again, I think was a really clever way to handle that. Uh, in class, Allison is looking out the window and she sees Lori watching her, which is a nice little throwback to the original movie. Um, throwback slash ripoff, whatever you want to call it, uh, of the original movie where Lori is sitting in class. She looks out the window and Michael is staring in at her, which I thought was a really fun little scene. There's a bunch of stuff like that throughout the movie um, that are nice little Easter eggs and nods and uh, throwbacks. Um, after that class, she meets up with her grandmother outside of the uh, track at school who gives her an envelope with $3,000 in it. She tells her to uh, go have Fly fun. Somewhere. and yeah, fly somewhere, uh, take a trip. Um, to which uh, Allison responds, "You know, you Thank let you, this, Grandma. you let this whole thing ruin your life. You let it, you know, destroy your family. You know, you know what was the cost?" And Lori tells her that how I raised your mom is the the only way I could prepare her for the horrors of the real world. 
uh, then it was basically worth it. Um, to which we then see later in the evening, um, Lori is at the bus transport place where uh, she's seeing Michael being whisked away in a bus going off to uh, high security prison uh, where she is drinking and crying in her car. Um, and also we are hearing the uh, voice recordings of Dr. Loomis that I guess were done with a different actor. I don't know who. Um, but we hear about how he, right after the events of the first one, when they recaptured Michael, you know, he needs Michael to die. Michael needs to be, you know, extinguished. He said, I don't remember the exact line he says, but he's like, I want to watch his body. I want to watch the life leave his body. Like, it's really, really dark shit. Um, and I thought that was really cool. I liked hearing that stuff from Loomis, even if it's not Donald Pleasance. I thought it was really cool to hear all that stuff, um, kind of tie it in with the original movie. Um... And after we see this going down, we see a family dinner with Karen and Allison and that whole family, um, to which Lori arrives, uh, crashing the dinner. She grabs a, a glass of wine off their table, starts continuing to drink and, you know, saying, oh, I'm sorry, or, you know, I was late, whatever. And uh, she has a little bit of a panic attack, you know, talking about how she saw the shape leaving the uh, bus station going off to prison. She's freaking out. Allison comforts her. Um, they send her on her way after dinner, talking, and then Karen reveals her childhood, which was, we see flashbacks of her being trained with guns and, you know, really intense combat and knife fighting and all this crazy stuff, which if I had been even attempted to be taught that at age 10, I would have failed miserably and it's fallen like on my less, face. It's like a less aggressive version of like the lady in holes, where he's like, she has a flashback yeah. to digging. He's like, yeah, I'm tired of this. That's too damn bad. You came digging. I want to see. Why you teach me like guns or something? Because I can't afford it. I want to see an... this goddamn fortune. Now you dig. You dig. I want to see someone do an edit where it it she it shows her talking about that instead of flashing back to her childhood, it flashes back to that scene from Holes. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, dang, who was that uh, guy? Oh god. But anyway, uh, once Lori sent on her way, we cut back to the bus as it's being transported, um, where we see the bus crash in a ditch. Um, the security guards are killed, and the inmates are scattered about the road. Uh, a man and his son who are driving down the road happen to see the bus and they pull over to stop and investigate. Uh, the two are hunting and while the father disappears, his son grabs a rifle from the truck and encounters a fatally wounded security guard that tells him to run, which if I were him, I would have just gotten the fuck out of there and not even tried to investigate. But this kid is stupid, as are most kids. Kid investigates the bus again because he's a moron, and he is startled by Dr. Sartain, uh, who and he accidentally shoots him in the shoulder. Uh, he runs back to the truck, he calls the police, but before he can get any further, Michael appears from the backseat and kills him, choking him out, uh, which I believe is the first time we've seen Michael ever kill a kid, if I'm correct. Or that yeah, I was kind of happy about that because I was like, <laughs> sitting, I was sitting there the whole time going like, are they going to do it? Are they like going to finally do, do it? it? Are they going to yep. do it? And then he finally pops up and gets his hands on. I was like, oh, yay, they did it. Ah, oh, finally. And it's like a pretty like he grabs. They always like, write it so the kids are like just yeah. out of danger or something, or they manage to get away or whatever. I'm just like, oh, this kid's staying here. Are they gonna do? Oh, oh, yeah. oh yes, oh yes. I would have. They... I would. I would have. I. I'm. I'm kind of sadistic. I like everybody gets like a gory like death. I would have loved to see a gory death with the kid. I'm like, yeah, get him, get that little shit. Get it's him. pretty. It is brutal. I mean, it's it's 
there's something about this movie in particular where when Michael chokes people, you can like hear the their neck bones cracking. Like there's like a real brutality to the way he chokes people out. He's a very, he's not, got a lot of anger issues. Yeah, it's it's not just like a squeeze slowly until they're you know the life leaves their eyes. It's like a you could it's almost like he's choking slash breaking their neck at the same time. Um, so it's really that was brutal. I thought that was a you know a good way to show. Oh, he's he means business this time. Um, after we see the events of the bus crash go down, we cut to the following morning, where we meet Sheriff uh, Frank Hawkins. Um, who is explaining to a deputy after discovering the bus the night before uh, that Michael Myers uh, is one of the escaped people that were on that transport and that he will most certainly return to Haddonfield to finish what he started four decades prior, um, to which the deputy uh, is just kind of like, we can't start a mass panic. If people know Michael Myers is back here, we're going to have you know people going crazy in this town. So they kind of keep it hush-hush for now. Uh, meanwhile, Aaron and Dana are coming to arrive at a gas station. Uh, Dana leaves Aaron to use the bathroom while he goes inside to pay for the gas. Uh, with the inside of the station deserted, he stumbles upon a dead mechanic missing his overalls and a cashier whose jaw was ripped open, which I thought was really, really cool and really disturbing as a way to introduce what's about to happen in the next uh, few moments. Uh, how he always comes across somebody that would have a jumpsuit. Yeah, I, I I would like it for once of like he. What do you want him to wear? Like he comes he comes across like somebody and he's just like yeah and then like he goes to meet Lori and he pops out of the shadows and he's like wearing his mask and he's just like got a fucking like Walmart outfit on he's like my name is Greg and I'm like oh okay nice trying to go the store was closed I don't know what to tell you like you were at Walmart they have a whole section to for for that like you can you didn't you couldn't you shopped a little bit. Greg, Greg sounds like a, a name for a greeter. You were at the front door. You might as well just walk the rest of the way in. They know you're there. Do you think if he did that, he would go to the trouble of like putting something over the name tag with Michael on it? No, he wouldn't. Okay. He would just have it be. Uh, he would just have just it be Greg. Greg because then people would just make jokes. Big like, Greg, <laughs> what kind of name is that? And he just does the whole like staring at them. And Greg, what kind of name is that? Like our friend Greg. Exactly. Hi, Greg. I don't think Greg listens to this. I'm always thinking of Greg. Are you? Yes. I'll let him know he gets a shout out when we uh, put this out. Uh, meanwhile, after we discover uh, the two victims of Michael um, through Aaron, uh, we cut to Dana in the bathroom who is doing her business when she hears someone enter the bathroom very quietly, very dis- uh, scarily. Uh, before we see him, we see a hand reach over the stall and drop a pair of teeth all over the floor, which is incredibly disgusting which i don't understand because she's in there going to the bathroom and after he drops that i'm like you're telling me that happens and you don't literally get the shit scared out of you like come on you're in the perfect position for that to happen lighten yourself up you just want to out of there you just want to see that happen instead of her screaming you just hear a fart noise and just drops in the toilet (laughs) if this was a parody that was such an easy setup for a comedic (laughs) moment where you drop something she's just like Um, like that scene in uh uh, pick a destiny tenacious d where he's like yeah the guy's outside the stall he's like you're looking for it pick of destiny and jack black's making those faces and you just hear just dumps and dumps of just shit and he's like oh god like dead giveaway you got me like that would have been great (laughs) But uh, anyway, this is followed quick, quickly by uh, Dana being Dana being finally attacked in the bathroom before Michael makes his way in. Uh, 
uh, ultimately killing her before Aaron arrives, attempting to save Dana, uh, before Michael kills him too by bashing his head into the door at least 27 times before his head looks like a pumpkin that has been rotted for over a month. It is really, really graphic, and it's really, really violent, and I love it. I think it's a really good death. I think this is a great reintroduction of Michael Myers and his carnage and what he's capable of, and it really just lets you know, oh, he's back, and he's better than ever, and he's scarier than ever, um, and this is one of my favorite scenes, I think, in any Halloween movie as far as just kills go. I think it's just, it captures the terror and the violence and the like the brutality and just unstoppability so you, so of what Michael do, can do. So you do like Rob Zombie? No, because I think this is a toned down of what Rob Zombie's done. It's like almost the same thing. It's like, not. It's almost the same thing. We'll get to those movies when we bathroom, get to those movies. It's in the bathroom, and also he's aggressive with them, and he bashes the guy's head over and over and over again, just like it's, how he grabbed all... the guy's hand. I thought it was cool how he grabbed the guy's hand and just kept bashing it. Yeah, thing, and it kept bending. I was like, "Damn, he's a tank." Yeah, I will. I will say also, I like the way. I think this is just shot in a way that makes it more. Um, kind of leaves something to the imagination not everything obviously but i think it's it's shot or obviously they don't show his face because he doesn't have a mask on i think that adds to the the suspense of it all um but yeah i think this is a really great kill scene um i think this is a and i'm also glad that we get rid of these two characters because they kind of really get annoying after a while so i'm glad they don't really make it past the first third of the movie um so yeah uh now that dana and aaron are dead michael leaves the bathroom uh, and he goes to inspect the back of their car, to which he discovers and puts on his original mask from 1978, which I'm amazed is still in semi-decent shape. Um, but he puts it over his head before we cut to Lori now learning about the crash. Um, and she is breaking into Karen's house to show that she doesn't have any security. She uh, arrived, uh, Karen and her husband arrive home, and Lori makes her way down the stairs pretending that she just shot them. She goes, gotcha, you're dead, you're dead. And she is pointing out that she has no security, it's not safe. And Karen responds, the world is in a dark place. It's a, it's wonderful and filled with, you know, sunshine and hope and nice people, which I think is a really stupid thing to say, but whatever. Um, so uh, after Karen and her husband ask Lori to leave, we then go back to the gas station where we just saw Aaron and Dana got get uh, destroyed. Um, to which, what's his name, Hawkins, is investigating. And he says to the deputy, we have one thing to do tonight, and that is to hunt this thing down. Which I think all of this is a great, again, way of just letting the audience know Michael's here, he means business, this is something to be scared of. Which I think is awesome, because it's something that I don't think um, a lot of the other movies have really made a point of, um, outside of, I guess, the first two um where the they really i mean some have done it in some capacity but they really drive home the point of michael is something to be terrified of everybody needs to get in their house lock the doors stay safe because this thing cannot be stopped um but yeah i thought that i think this whole bit of the movie is really really great uh we cut to that night halloween night as it is 1963 uh, in Haddonfield, illinois there would be so catchy why are you the way that you are? I don't know. No, that's fair. Um, Halloween night. Michael is now wandering the streets of Haddonfield as trick-or-treaters run around. 
uh, alongside him, littered with families and children trick-or-treating. He finds his way into a shed behind a house, takes a hammer before going inside to kill the sole occupant of the occupant of that house, um, which we don't see, but we hear her screams, and then we uh, soon see her dead on the table, which we, this is also all done in a one take that lasts like a minute and a half to two minutes, and I think it's really, really cool. It's also a nice homage to Halloween 2, um, where he goes into the house and kills that old old lady in the beginning of the movie. Um, I don't remember her name. Uh, he soon replaces the hammer with a kitchen knife that he finds, and he moves to the house next door, killing another woman um, who is talking on the phone. She, We see her in the window. She is being told that it's not safe outside. She comes to her window, leans down, and we behind her, we see Michael Myers slowly walking up, and as she is about to... Uh, hang up the phone. Michael stabs her right through the neck and a really, really vicious, really quick and brutal kill. Uh, meanwhile, Allison is at school um, at the uh, Halloween party with her friends. She gets a call from Vicky inviting her to come over to the house. Once Julian, who is a funny little kid uh, who she's babysitting, falls asleep. Allison gets into an altercation with her boyfriend, Cameron, who throws her phone uh, into a bucket of cheese. Uh, which happens just as Lori is trying to call to warn her to come home. Uh, back at Julian's house, uh, he tells Vicky that we saw he saw a masked man standing in the doorway, but Vicky dismisses it as his imagination and puts Julian to bed as her boyfriend Dave comes over. As Vicky checks the closet in Julian's request, she opens the door and is attacked by Michael, who is hiding inside, to which I think is a really uh, solid jump scare. Um, not the best by any stretch, but I think as far as modern horror movie goes, um, and slashers go, I think it's a solid jump scare that got me when I saw the movie and it was fun. He's in the closet? Yeah. Yeah. You kind of see it coming, but... They do, like, a lot of ones, they just completely divert it and have the jump with, like, be really, and it's, like, really loud, but the thing is, like, they had everything lead up to it clearly being, yeah, he's in there. And also, they ruined it, that was in the trailer. It was a trailer, they ruined that trailer, Even if it wasn't, though... Her going up and trying to close it and it being like, like her pushing it like three times for it to be stuck and then opening it. I'm like, okay, so he's in there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think the build up to it just adds to it for me. I think it's, I think it's solid. I think um, it gave it away for me. Fair enough. Um, but after uh, she is attacked, um, she is dragged, kicking and screaming into the room before she is stabbed. Uh, Julian flees the house, uh, telling uh, Dave that he's going to get killed on his way out of the house, um, who then goes to call the police. Uh, Lori, who is patrolling the streets in her truck, she hears the dispatch call on her radio and hurries to the house where Sheriff Hawkins is investigating already. Uh, he finds Vicky's corpse and Lori shoots Michael through a window, which we talked about earlier, um, which I think is a fun little scene, um, only to find out it's a reflection in the mirror. Uh, Lori and Hawkins patrol behind the neighboring houses and find Michael. Lori shoots him, but as she turns the corner, Michael is gone and has now managed to evade her once again and is somewhere out in Haddonfield causing havoc once again 40 years later. Um, I think this is kind of obviously where everything kind of the shit hits the fan and things are now off to the races. Michael is out in the world and people are running and it's really we have our Halloween movie set up. So. Uh, Ants where Allison is now um, after uh, he she caught him cheating on her with another girl. Um, she's being walked home by his friend Oscar. Uh, after Oscar tries to come on to Allison, uh, she rejects him. And Oscar, who says he is a little drunk 
and he is feeling all weird about it. Uh, he says he's sorry before she leaves him behind, uh, laying in the grass. But behind him arrives Michael, who is standing there watching over him. Oscar thinks that it is one of the neighbors, but it is not, to which suddenly Michael is gone. And when he shows up again, he attempts, he uh, hunts Oscar down and kills him by impaling him in a fence, which I think is one of the most brutal kills in the movie. Um, Take this, you horny fuck. And then he literally stabs it through his head. So yeah. he's got a horn. <laughs> um symbolism yeah i do is it is it though is that symbolism horny oh god is that all you ever think about um yeah i think this is a really good kill i actually liked that character so i was kind of sad that he died but also he was kind of an asshole so what can you do um so yeah once allison turns back after hearing oscar screaming uh she thinks he's just messing around but once she finds that his body is dead and hanging on the fence she is terrified before seeing michael arrive and running off to escape um she eventually finds refugee ref yeah she eventually finds finds refugee is that a new type of water yeah i'm drinking it's it's a spinoff of dasani she eventually finds refuge in a neighboring home uh, Karen and Ray arrive at Lori's fortified home and wait for Allison to arrive. Hawkins encounters Dr. Sartain, and in turn, uh, they find Allison during, during their search for Michael. Uh, finding Michael, Hawkins runs him over with the police SUV and gets out of the vehicle to shoot Michael at point-blank range, despite Dr. Sartain's protests. Uh, before Hawkins could do anything else, Dr. Sartain stabs Hawkins in the throat with a blade hidden inside of his pen and kills him before taking Michael's mask and trying it on. Uh, Dr. Sartain loads in, loads Michael into the back of the vehicle with Allison and drives to Lori's house, intent on reuniting them. Michael regains consciousness and reclaims his mask. Allison informs Dr. Sartain that Michael spoke to her, distracted by demanding, distracted by demanding to know what Michael said. Michael breaks through the security barrier, forces Dr. Sartain out of the vehicle, and stomps on his head as Allison makes her escape. So now we're going to talk about the big twist, because I know you hate it, and I don't. Um... So let's let's hash it out. So, uh, yeah, we see Doctor Sartain kill the uh, Hawkins and takes the mask, and he, be, you know, he has this psych- psychiatric moment where he's kind of trying to see what it's like to be Michael. You hate this scene. No, it's pointless. Yeah. Um. So I don't. I don't necessarily like it or love it i don't really like that this character's in the movie to begin with i think it's he's has certainly served much of a purpose um but i don't think the scene itself is bad and i don't think what what is happening doesn't make sense i think it it lines up with the character and what they're setting up throughout the first half of the movie um and i think because in throughout the first half of the movie you see sartain kind of almost to a point of obsession like wanting to know what it's like what it's like to be michael what is going on in his head what why is he doing the things he's doing um and he's you know almost convinced that it's something to do with the mask right um and i think having him do when he does putting it on get to this point of okay i'm gonna put it on i'm really gonna feel it i think it's silly but it makes sense um again i just don't think it needs to be in the movie but i don't think the character at all needs to be in the movie i think it's just it's pointless it doesn't really serve any purpose um as far as furthering michael as far as furthering the story as far as furthering any of the other characters 
Um, the only thing it really does is just, you know, pad out the runtime, I guess, um, and give Michael an excuse to have another kill, which I do actually like the kill. It's kind of cool, although I do think that's where it gets a little over the top. Um, maybe if they didn't show it, I would like it more. But the the head stomp is definitely something we I don't think we've seen before from Michael. So at least that was interesting. Zombie stuff, right? huh? That's Rob Zombie stuff right there. Yeah, no, that's why I'm not crazy about it. You like horror movies that like don't have gore? I'm confused. I like horror movies that have contained gore. No, I take that back. I like horror movies that have gore. I don't like Halloween having too much gore. You didn't see much the whole film, and then he does one thing that you get to see for a second, and you're like, that's way too much. I'd say it's way too much. I just think it's a little over the top. It can't be over the top if it's the one time we get to see some shit. Well, anyway, do you have any other uh, thoughts on this? No, it's pointless. Okay. He didn't that's need fair. to be in that fucking film. He's just yeah, a weird yeah, fucking character. Yeah, and the only reason why he was in there is so they had some way to be like, hey, we're going to get you to Lori's house so we can finish this yeah. movie. He the served only, no the only, Yeah, the reason they have him is so they can have another Doctor character, but they didn't need another Doctor character. They have Lori. So don't think they needed him, but he's in it, and that is my thoughts on that whole sequence. Um, after Allison makes her escape, we cut back to uh, Lori's house where... Ray and Karen are there waiting for Allison to arrive. Ray steps out to offer coffee to one of the police officers that is stationed at the house, uh, but he finds that they are dead. Um, Michael appears behind Ray and strangles him to death. Lori lets Karen know that Michael is here and sends her into the hidden safe room that we are introduced to at the beginning of the movie that I think is really actually one of the coolest parts of the whole setup, um, that Lori has this secret part of her house. Um, that if I ever get when I get a house, I kind of want something like this because that would be really cool to have. Dark and lonely. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Um. I just want one. I don't even need it to be safe. I just think it would be cool to like be able to get away from people and have them not nobody know where I am. Um. You wouldn't anyway. want a hiding spot in the kitchen. Oh, you son of a bitch. Oh, you would too. Uh. So she goes into the hidden safe room as she locks and barricades the front door. Uh, Michael breaks through the glass panels in the door and attacks Lori, who escapes by shooting Michael's hand with a shotgun, stripping him of two fingers, uh, which forces Michael to retreat. Um, Lori patrols her house room by room and seals each room off with the security gates. Lori encounters Michael upstairs. Uh, Allison arrives as Lori and Michael stab each other and witness Lori fall from the balcony. Uh, when she investigates, Lori is gone, and Allison makes her way into the safe room with Karen, who alerts Michael. As he appears, Karen shoots him with the rifle and stunts him. Um, which, this is the moment where she has that gotcha scene, where we see Michael show up in the doorway. She's, you know, I can't do it, I can't do it, then Michael shows up, and then she goes, gotcha, shoots him, which I think is a really cool uh, little yeah, character I, I development like moment. Yeah, I like that a good bit. Yeah. Um, it's a little, I, I don't know if I'd say it's cheesy, but it's, it's not fun. at all cheesy because I didn't see that coming. I never really saw anybody do that. And yeah, they went against tropes of like the scared girl that's like, I don't think I can do this. I'm not strong enough. And then just yeah. like, I'm, I played you, motherfucker. I'm like, yeah, yeah. get him, yeah. bitch. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was a really fun moment. It was a good character developing moment for Karen. Um, and to which Lori shows up from the shadows. She then attacks Michael, telling him happy Halloween. 
sending him tumbling down the steps and into the safe room while Karen and Allison get out. Uh, but Michael, uh, as uh, Michael regains consciousness, he grabs Karen's ankle, trying to pull her back down. But Allison manages to stop this by stabbing Michael with his own knife. Um, and the all three of them escape the room. Uh, Lori flips a switch and metal bars spring into place, blocking him from escaping, uh, trapping him into the room. To which Karen says, "It's not a, it's not uh, a cage, it's a trap." Uh, which I think is a really cool kind of end piece to that whole, whole uh, setup and payoff. Uh, they trap him. They trap Michael in the safe room as it starts to fill with gas. Lori lights a flare up, tosses it through the bars. And she says goodbye, Michael, as a really awesome rendition of the Halloween theme plays, setting the safe room on fire, which eventually sets the entire house on fire um, as the three Strode women escape the house. Uh, we see this really, really great shot of Michael with fire all around him. He's burning up. Um, as the three escape, we cut back to the house, and now Michael is suddenly gone. To which we are going to find out more about what happens there in Halloween Kills when we get to that, which will probably be our next episode. Um, but as the three escape the house, they hitch a ride in the back of a pickup truck that is coming down the road. And we pan across the screen as we see them before the camera pans down on a knife that Allison is holding. And we cut to black. Halloween 2018. Uh, there it is. Wow. It's almost like I watched it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think it's a it's a solid reboot, sequel, whatever you want to call it. Um I think a lot I think it does well with the characters. I think it does better than a lot of the other movies. I think it does better with um I don't know, I guess maybe handling a more realistic portrayal of like what would happen in this with this type of slasher in the world everything um, but the therapist putting on the mask yeah that that's feel you yeah that that's dumb um that scene it's that what what he does is isn't dumb but just him being in the movie is dumb um but yeah i i really like this movie i think it's a lot of fun i think it's a good back to basics sequel um still hate the title something should have called it like halloween returns or something but I don't know. I just, I, I really like this movie. I think it's, I think it doesn't get quite enough credit from some people. I think it gets a little too much hate sometimes, but uh, I really enjoy it. Um, so last time we did this, uh, we ranked three things and I'm changing things up how we're going to do things this time. So as for the movies and the masks, so we're not going to be ranking those at the end of each episode like we did with the first one. Instead, what we're going to do is once we finish with all these, we're just going to do an episode by itself. That's just how we rank the movies. And then another one, that's how we rank the masks. So we'll do that when we get to that several down the line. What we are going to do is do the kills because I think the kills are still fun to do. We can each kind of come up with our own, um, you know, one through whatever of kills per movie. Um, so I'm just going to list out the kills that we have in this movie. And then you can tell me what order you would put them in. And I'm going to tell you the same. So we have the kid on the bus. We have uh, the two uh, podcasters. We have Vicky. We have uh, Dave, the boyfriend. Um, we have Sartain, who gets stomped on. And then we have uh, 
who else we got? We got uh, the dad. Yeah, we got the dad getting choked out. Um, I'm going to start by saying, I think, oh, and we also have, uh, what's his name? Oscar out the gate. So that's eight kills right there. I'm going to start out and saying, I think the, the, I, I'm just going to, comp- I don't know what order I put them in. I'd probably say, uh, the bathroom scene is the best kill. Why? I don't know. It just, I think I like the way it's shot. I like the way it builds up the suspense and it's just less about the kills themselves, but it's just the kind of how it goes into it. What, what the actual, I think most creative kill is, is probably the, the, the gate one. Um, just because it's actually using part of the environment, which is always, I think the makes for the most interesting kills when he actually uses what's around him as opposed to just stabbing someone or choking someone. Um, but no, no, I gotta, I gotta think about it for me. What about you? What's at least your like your number? You're one? talking about kills that you actually get to see happen. Yeah. Okay. Because there's like a lot of there's yeah, there's some off-screen ones. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not talking about the ones that like you just see they're dead. Hmm. The kid would be the top one if they actually showed him getting killed because that was re- that would have been revolutionary. Well, they did show him getting killed. He just like grabbed him. I don't think they should. Oh, or did no. he snap yeah, his neck? Yeah, they showed. Yeah, he snapped his neck and he choked him. That one's number one because they didn't think they were going to do it and they did it. Fair enough. And after that, I'll do the fence thing because yeah, he does some creative stuff. And then, uh, we got the, the stomp head and what else? Um, we have the dad getting choked at the end. Da- uh, dad yeah. is dead last. Yeah. But like not didn't care about that fucking character at all, and his was like really quick. Like what a bit. Yeah, it was pretty so, kind of. A, yeah, it was pretty kind of a tame death. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, whatever. So dad's um, dead last. Kids first because never they never did that, and I was like, fuck yeah, they're doing it. And then the fence one because it's a little bit creative. Oh, you know what? No, uh, him. Hmm. Uh, kid first because revolutionary. Second one because it, it, now we're just talking about overall like actual like kill shots that are like really good. The long shot where he goes in the house and stabs the bitch in the back of her head. Ooh, oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that was just like that was like yeah. he like fucking like shanked her and then just threw her head down. I was like, damn, okay. So yeah. uh, that one, and then, and then, uh, and then the the fence, and then the stompy head because awesome. He's like a, a, just a monster. It's cool. Yeah. And then dad last. Screw the dad. Don't care. Yeah. I am gonna say. I'm going to put the fence. No, I'm going to put Dana and Aaron first. I'm just counting that as one kill because I just like the scene as a whole. Um, but after that, I would probably also go with. See, I completely forgot about the the knife window lady, and now I'm thinking that's probably my second favorite. Um, I'm going to say. Yeah, that's my second favorite. And then after that is the fence. And then after that's the bus kid. I think it's cool that he kills a kid, but like there's nothing out of the ordinary that he does outside of just, it's just, there's nothing special about it other than the fact that they've never decided, they never decided to pull that trigger and they did some like respect. They decided to fucking go that far. So that's why, because that's never been seen before in Halloween films, that goes up top for me because I've never seen that before in those films. Yeah. I would say dead last is also the dad. Um, and behind the bus kid is this head stomp, which I don't love, but it's at least something. I don't even remember the dad. I just feel like his name is Jerry or something. 
Yeah, it's I don't remember his name. Gary and I, and I, Ray. Ray is his name. I said it sixteen times. Um, but anyway, uh, that's how I rank the kills. Um, I believe I feel like I'm missing one character, but I probably are. But that just means it's forgettable. Yeah. Oh, Vicky. That's right. Uh, the the babysitter. Um, she's a pretty good scene. The death itself is kind of like whatever, but the the scene it's I think the scene is pretty good. I'd probably her probably put her right ahead of the kid, either right ahead of or right behind the bus kid. Um, but yeah. Uh, so that's Halloween 2018, uh, a movie that I very much enjoy. Uh, Travis here says he likes it very quite a bit. Um, and yeah. Uh, next time we're going to be talking about Halloween Kills, which will be the first time uh, we talk about a brand new movie that both of us have only seen once. Um, I don't know when we're going to do that because I don't know when you're seeing the movie. So we'll figure that out in the next couple of weeks because we are two, two and a half weeks away from that movie coming out, which is very, very quick. October is tomorrow. That's crazy. Yeah, spooky season. Weather's getting yep. nicer. I like it. Yeah, Yeah, it's getting colder. I like it. Keeping the windows open now. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm looking it's forward to doing that. Sweater weather. Sweater yeah. Weather. That I'm not there yet. I still sweat too easily to wear sweaters. Sweater weather. I wore Fair a hoodie enough. today and felt cozy all day. Oh, gosh. Uh, looking forward to doing that. Looking forward to the sweater weather. Looking forward to... What What voice is that? That sounds like someone I know. Sweater weather. It sounds like Leave down in the me. comments if you know what that reference is from. And also let us know down below what your favorite kill was. See? See how good I am? Ah, thank you for listening to this episode of Lock Your Doors, a Halloween podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to like the YouTube video, or if you're a podcast app listener, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and anywhere else podcasts can be found. If you like what we do here on Lock Your Doors, you can check out everything else we have going on here at Lasting Light Media, including our bi-weekly casual discussion show, Lasting Insight, that features Travis and our buddy Kel. Uh, you can also see several short films, like our upcoming film, Writhe, uh, which you can check out the new teaser trailer for right now, uh, as well as other projects such as our Halloween fan film that is also titled Lock Your Doors. Uh, if any of that sounds exciting to you, you can follow us on all forms of social media, such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Lasting Light Media, and be sure to subscribe uh, to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash Lasting Light Media, and be sure to hit the notification bell so you can be the first to see all the latest videos, short films, episodes, and everything else we have to offer. Uh, thanks again for watching, and we will see you next time. Swat away.